0: Welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, and more. I'm Mentor Mama, and today I have a special guest joining me to discuss God's calling on our lives. Have you ever wondered, what has God called me to do? Do I really have a distinct calling? How can I even hear God's call? What are the signs? Well, today, my guest, Jody Nisnik, is going to walk us through these three questions. One, do we all have a distinct calling? Two, how can we hear God's call? And three, how will we respond when God calls? But first, a note from our sponsor. We still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. My mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. So I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor and specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could Go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you and so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you when you need it. You know, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to the pocket. Oh. What? One, other, one other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. Our guest today, Jody Misnick, is the Women's and Adult Ministries Pastor at Irving Bible Church in Irving, Texas. She has served in various roles on the pastoral team at her church over the last 12 years. Her calling and passion is to equip people to take the next step in their journey with Jesus. She loves to write about and teach scriptural truths in practical and easy-to-understand ways. Jody has an undergraduate degree in broadcast journalism from the University of Colorado and a master's degree in Christian education with an emphasis in women's ministry from Dallas Theological Seminary. She is the author of Crossroads, A Study of Esther and Jonah for Boldly Responding to Your Call, and... Choose a Study of Moses for a Life That Matters. And she's the co-author of Galatians Discovering Freedom in Christ Through Daily Practice with Sue Edwards. She is also the host of the So Much More podcast. Welcome, Jody. Thank you so much. It's such a delight to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Well, I'm just so excited because This topic of God's calling on our lives is so personal. Yet it's sometimes just hard to discern. And so I love how you answer these three questions through the framework of studying the lives of Esther and Jonah in your new book called Crossroads A Study of Esther and Jonah for Boldly Responding to Your Call. So, Let's jump in and let's start with, can you just set the stage for us in your choice of Esther and Jonah for this study that helps people hear and respond to God's call?
1: Yeah, um, I feel like as I was studying and praying about what to write on, the Lord just like plopped these two people in my lap and I thought, It's so interesting. I started reading their stories and they are both called by God to a very significant task and they have wildly different responses to him. Mm -hmm. Um, Esther is bold and brave and Jonah literally runs the other direction. and tries to get as far away from God as possible. And so for me, studying them together was really compelling because I feel like I am Esther and I am Jonah. I respond both ways to God. And so I wanted to dive into their lives to see what can I learn from them and God's call on their life so that I can respond in ways that are a little more Esther. Like I certainly don't want her life. She had a very, very difficult life and a very Mm -hmm. difficult calling on her life. Um, but I want to be obedient to God. And so that was my, um, my impetus, I guess, for choosing them and and diving
0: in to these characters. Great. Well, I think one of the things that people struggle with perhaps is even believing, like, does God have a distinct calling on my life? Mm -hmm. And what would you say to that?
1: Yeah, I would say absolutely. Yes. He has a distinct calling on your life. In fact, I would say there are probably many callings on our lives. Uh, Sometimes it's just a little call to a nudge from the spirit to call your neighbor or to, um, you know, be kind to somebody in a way that it it just feels like the Lord's like put them their mind in your brain or or their name in your brain when you're, Mm -hmm. when you're praying. Um, So sometimes it's little things like that, that I, I think we can classify that as a calling. Um, And then sometimes it's big things, Um, life changes, a change of career, um, you know, preaching the gospel in a new way, um, just doing whatever it is that, that you feel like he's leading you to do. I think those are callings on our life. And so I do think we have distinct callings on our lives. Ah,
0: excellent. So we have a calling or several callings. I'm sure too. It's just seasonal based on what season we are in life. So what do you think um, we misunderstand perhaps about mm-hmm. our callings? Yeah. So I think
1: one of the things that we misunderstand is that our calling is a like a little bit like where's Waldo. <laughs> like we're, we're trying to hunt it down. I think we think, um, God's will can be mysterious. And I do think, um, I think it sometimes feels that way, but I think when God wants us to do something, he makes sure we know what it is. He doesn't want things to be a mystery to us. He wants us um, to follow him. And so he gives us every opportunity. And there's lots of ways um, that I see him do that. Um, I see him um, nudge us through his word. So when we're prayerfully reading God's word. I think the spirit speaks to us. God tells us his word is living and active. We should expect it to um, come alive to us when we're reading. Um, I think there are circumstances, sometimes um, opportunities come our way, or there are circumstances in our lives that the Lord seems to be orchestrating. Um, I think it happens through prayer. Uh, As we're praying and asking God, we'll get confirmation or we'll, we'll feel pushback. Um, And then the final thing is, I think it's with God's people. So one of that's been a huge thing for me is trusted people in my life um, that I can say, okay, I'm feeling like God may be doing this. Will you pray with me? Will you help me discern if this is true? And, and actually that's something Esther did beautifully Um, in her life, when she finally knew it was time for her to take this bold move, um, and go before the King and plead for her people, she asked that everyone be gathered to pray with her, uh, and to fast with her. So she didn't go in alone. She went alone, but she went in, um, with God's people in support of her. Mm -hmm. So those are, those are just a few of the ways that God does make
0: our calling known to us. Thank you for that. In the case of of Jonah, um, his calling was very clear, but not so much for Esther. Yeah. Can you elaborate a little bit about the Jonah side of his call and him, his initial reaction? Yeah.
1: Yeah. One of the things I'll I'll say real quick about Esther and Jonah that's very different is um, God's name is actually never mentioned in the book of Esther. Um, And so he's kind of this unseen main character that's orchestrating all of everything that's happening in Esther. I love that because that's like our lives. He's the unseen main character of our lives. He um, is providentially orchestrating things in our lives um, to care for us, to provide for us. Um, So that was Esther's story. Jonah, though, uh, has... God's audible voice telling him, whether it was whispering inside of him or it was out loud um, in the book of Jonah, we are um, told exactly what God's words are to Jonah. So Jonah doesn't have any question that this is what God is asking him to do, because God is very direct with him. You need to go and you need to go to the people of Nineveh and you need to give give them the message that I'm going to give to you. Um, Now, the reason Jonah said, no, thank you, is because (laughs) the Ninevites were terrible people. uh, Basically, they were arch enemies to the Jews. They had tortured and killed the Jewish people. And it's basically, you know, I was trying to think like, what would it be like today? It'd be like going into like Hitler's camp or something like that and walking straight up to him and being like, hey, you need to maybe change your course of action and repent. Um, so first of all, you don't want to do it. Second of all, you're scared for your life. Like Jonah could have lost his life doing his calling. So I think there's a lot of reasons why Jonah ran the other way that when we start seeing them and understanding them, we're like, oh yeah, I probably would do that too. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's a little bit about him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He gets a bad rap there, but (laughs) he had some good, solid reasons. Uh Um, how do you think God gets our attentions in this day and age that we're in now? Yeah. Well, I think there's a couple of ways that God gets
1: our attention. Um, you know, some of those were what I was talking about earlier with just like reading God's word and um, through people and circumstances. But one of the things that I highlight in the book of Jonah is God gets Jonah's attention through storms. Um there, there is this huge storm that is stirred up when Jonah runs the other way. He gets on this boat. Um, he's, he's basically saying, head, head the exact opposite direction of Nineveh to the, to the captain of the boat. And all of a sudden, this huge storm comes up and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And that's where Jonah gets thrown over. That's where, if you are familiar with the story, he gets <laughs> swallowed by this enormous fish and, and he's stuck in the belly of this fish for three days. Um, and so I think one of the ways that God gets our attention is through the storms of life. Um, I think that's a very significant way he gets our attention. And sometimes those storms are storms that we've kicked up because we've run away from God, just like Jonah. Um, but sometimes those storms are not anything to do with us. Um, you know, there were other sailors on that boat with him doing their job, just going about their daily life. They got caught in the storm too. Um, so I think sometimes we get caught up in storms because of things that other people are doing. And then I think sometimes we get caught up in storms because we live in a sinful, broken, fallen world like Mm -hmm. COVID, right? We all got caught up in this storm. Um, none of us did anything to, you know, initiate COVID happening, but we all got collectively caught up in that. And I think God um, had much to teach every single one of us um, in mm. that storm as he does in any kind of storm that comes into our life. God is, whether we've kicked that storm up, whether we just are an innocent bystander in it, he is still asking us to seek him in the midst of that storm so that we can learn from him, grow closer to him, um, and either get back on track or continue following him, you know, where he's leading.
0: Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBTPODCAST, that's C-B-T-PODCAST, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I absolutely love about your book is how at the beginning of each chapter, you talk about a specific spiritual practice that you ask the readers to follow through on for the entire week of the study. And so I just wanted to know if you could maybe share with us some of the spiritual practices that you suggest for hearing from God. Yeah. Um, so spiritual practices are a big
1: part of my relationship with the Lord and I love studying God's word. I think that is a spiritual practice. Um, but I think there are other things that we can do to help us be open and tender to the spirits leading a couple of them that I, um, address or I suggest in there, um, are fasting, um, fasting and prayer, and Esther, we see fasting in Esther. And then at the end of the book, I ask, um, the women that have been on this journey to fast and pray as a community, as a, you know, a small group community together to help them hear God's voice to them. Um, I think it's really important to remember that fasting isn't for us to try to earn anything from God. It's actually for us to become more tender, to what he's doing, put us in a listening posture, put us in a seeking posture. Whenever we fast, um, like especially if it's from food, if you've ever missed a meal or decided to fast for spiritual reasons, you get this—you know—these pangs, these these hunger pains in your stomach, and those like physical longings our reminders and cues to help us be intentional in seeking God. Mm -hmm. So um, fasting is one thing and you don't have to fast from food. You can fast from social media. You can fast from uh, listening to music in your car and just driving in silence um, and praying. You can fast I mean, there's, there's, you can fast from a specific food, you know, you can decide to give up desserts or, or whatever that thing is that you love. You can, you know, fast from those things. So fasting is one thing. Another practice that I introduce, um, in the book is called the daily examine. And, um, I love this because it is an intentional time set aside every day that week to look back over the last 24 hours and ask yourself some questions. Where did I feel close to God? Where did I feel distant from God? Where did I feel the gifts of the Holy Spirit um, kind of welling up in in me? So where did I feel love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control? Where did I feel those things? And the second, the opposite of that is where did I actually feel the opposite of those things? Mm -hmm. Um, And then just setting an intention for, okay, in the next 24 hours, this is how I want to seek God. I think this, the examine when used over time helps us start to see certain things that the Lord may be trying to like little arrows, you know, that the Lord's pointing to. And if we slow down enough and we start writing them down every day, we start to see patterns. We start to see things that um, the Lord just wants us to pay more attention to. So the examines another one I do. Um, And then there's there's one for every week, but those are two I think that really help us um, lean in and listen a little more when we're yes. trying to discern our calling. Ah,
0: oh, that's fantastic, and your daily examine I is so great and something I've never thought of doing. Really, I mean, I've done it maybe in various uh, Bible study exercises throughout time. Um, But I I love that idea. I'm going to try it. Continuing on then, so that now we've kind of heard about God's call, um, that we have one and we can discern him prompting us, how will we respond? So what did you learn from Esther and Jonah about how they each responded to God's call and then what? we in this day and age can take away from that
1: yeah so i think esther as you know we kind of touched on just a little bit her calling i'll just a real quick snapshot of her story to understand her mm-hmm. calling is that esther uh winds up married to the king of susa and um he then is he's a he's a crazy guy and volatile and makes rash decisions And he makes this decision based on one of his advisors input to kill all of the Jews. Uh, What he doesn't know though, is that Esther is a Jew. Her identity has been hidden from him as a Jewish woman. Um, And so she is made aware of this and realizes that all of her people are going to die unless she goes to the king and pleads on their behalf. She is their only opportunity um, for, for being saved in this moment. And, um, and she has not been, and, you know, this is part of like diving into the cultural context. She has not actually been summoned to the King for months. And, um, when you're not summoned to the King, if you just approach the King, he can have you executed on the spot. Mm -hmm. And we already know this is a, a volatile man. He makes crazy decisions. And so she's going before this guy. She doesn't know how her story is going to end, but she knows she feels deeply convicted that she must go and she must, um, you know, beg for her people. And that's where that famous verse, Esther four um, sixteen. her adoptive father says to her, and who knows, but that you have come to your Royal position for such a time as this, um, which is the verse that we kind of shorthand with each other. Like, maybe this is your, for such a time as this moment. Um, and, and then she responds back, you know, basically she's going to go. And then she says these beautiful words. If I perish, I perish. Mm -hmm. So she's just ready to do what God's calling on her life is. Um, she is bold and brave. Um, like I said, she gathers people around her. They fast and pray with her. Um, she goes before the King. Um, and then interestingly, she feels prompted to wait um, which I think we'll maybe can hold that and talk about that in a moment, but she doesn't initially give her request to the King because she feels like the Lord is saying, just wait a minute. And it's a really beautiful example of heeding the spirit because when she asks, it is the exact right time. Uh, and the people are saved. Now her story could not have turned out that way. The rest of that story could be, and he killed her and the Jews were saved another way because we know God was going to save his people. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the story of scripture, but, Mm -hmm. um, but she, yeah, that was her calling. And, and she was really brave. Jonah, we talked a little bit about his calling and why he ran Mm -hmm. away. I think what we can learn from him is that God is a God of second and third chances. So God, after Jonah runs away, God pursues him again. And he, he keeps saying like in the belly of this enormous fish, um, he's basically Jonah repents, confesses, and, and God has the fish swim over to the sea. And I love this part. It vomits Jonah on, onto the dry (laughs) land. There is a, there is an ancient Hebrew word for vomit. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that because it's so descriptive. Like I can only imagine what would it be like? you have not eaten or had anything to drink for three days and you are just covered in this stuff. And, and then God says, now get up and go do what I told you to do. (laughs) And Jonah does it. Um, (laughs) But I love, I love that because Jonah runs away and God pursues him Mm -hmm. and God in his grace and his mercy, he does the same to us because we have Jonah in us. There are things that we know we should do And we don't want to do them because they're hard and they're inconvenient and they're scary. Um, And God just keeps coming after us and he keeps pursuing us. And we see that in other places in scripture, like in the new Testament with Peter. And I mean, there's just so many places that give me hope in that because I don't get it right all the time. And I'm so thankful that our God is so full of grace and mercy
0: for us and our calling. Oh, Absolutely. It kind of reminds me of our strongholds and, you know, we, we want to let go so badly and sometimes we just can't, but God yet again, thankfully his mercies are new every morning and we can um, keep trying and God keeps pursuing us. And the, the path of sanctification um, is, is not, Easy, right? No, it's not, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. um, God is good that He just keeps keeps pursuing us, loves us that much. Yeah, doesn't ever give up on us. I want to just talk a little bit about, you know, we you touched briefly on patience and timing, and can you share with us a little bit about in today's environment, we often, I think in Christianese, we often say, well, it's, you know, it's just not God's timing yet. Hmm. For, for someone maybe who's listening in our audience that really doesn't know like what that means, sort of what, what does this concept entail?
1: Of being patient and waiting on God. Yeah. I think it's so hard because we live in such a hyper fast instant world. And if things don't unfold like immediately in front of us, then we think we either heard God wrong or he forgot about us or nothing's going to happen. And actually God is often working things out at the exact, well, always he's working things out at the exact right time because his timing is always right. Mm -hmm. Um, But often we have not been able to see it. And Mm -hmm. I think there's so many times in my life when I can look back and I go, Oh, that's why I needed to wait. Oh, that's, that makes sense now. There's a lot of things I think that we will get to heaven and we'll go, oh, that's why we won't actually get the answers here on earth. But, um, I think patience and really asking the Lord, is this the right time? Help me discern when to go. And then just really trusting those little nudges that we get from the spirit, um, to either wait or to go. Um, that's one of the reasons why we need to cultivate this ongoing relationship with God so that we know what his voice sounds like, Mm -hmm. um, his voice and our voice can get tangled up sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, and, or other voices. Uh, and so I think, you know, knowing his voice is critical so that we can be patient and wait on him. Um, because he's always. Uh, I mean, that's one of the things that Esther shows us uh, is this whole concept of providence that God is providentially working in the background all the time. He has not forgotten you. He has not taken his eyes off the situation, but he is working out everything, orchestrating it perfectly so that everything works the way he intends it to. So waiting on him is a good thing.
0: Yes, it is. And I would just add to that too, God giving you his sense of peace mm-hmm. thats um, a great mm-hmm. is really so important too, as you're maybe wondering a, about, you know, going one direction or another and yeah. just where is God, also God giving you peace in that situation. Yeah. And even the examine is a good thing to
1: go back to if you're really trying to discern timing, um, you know, keep, asking yourself the same questions, give yourself space, um, to be patient and sit with the Lord too, and, and, and seek that peace. That's good.
0: Jodi, be, before we wrap up here, can you share with us just a little bit about this Bible study and, uh, who you intended it to be written for and kind of the layout and format so that if people are interested in doing it, yeah, either individually um, or as a small group?
1: Yeah, yeah, individually or as a small group. I think it's a great study to do as a group. Um you absolutely can do it alone and I think you'll get a lot out of it in your time with the Lord. Um I love talking about in community what God's teaching. I think it just helps drive the lessons deeper. So the study is 9 lessons. The first 4 lessons are on Esther and the second 4 lessons are on Jonah. Uh, while it is a character driven study, it's also an expository study, meaning that we just walk through the scripture, the text in the order that it is written to us in, um, trying to understand the culture, understand the times, and then really put ourselves into what must it have been like for Esther to experience this. And if I was Esther, What would i be thinking and feeling right now now we don't ever we can't ever really put ourselves in her shoes because we didn't live then but trying as much as we can to realize that these are real people who went through these real circumstances there was a night she went to bed and she thought tomorrow i may die um and she got up and she boldly still did the thing that she was scared to do like that really happened for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the four weeks on Jonah, it's the same thing. Just really trying to even think through like, why did he run away? Why would I run away? Um, what was it like when he finally went to Nineveh? What was he feeling as he crosses into the gates of the city um, and, and starts preaching that heralding this message of God. So um, four weeks on Esther, four weeks on Jonah. And then the ninth lesson is actually spending time reflecting on who God has made us to be the gifts and skills he's given us the place he has put us. Um, and then trying to discern, okay, what are some next steps based on studying these two characters and even what he's been stirring in us all along? What are some next steps that he's leading us to?
0: Thank you so much. Well, uh, listeners, for those of you that just want to expand your knowledge in this, uh, area, so remember that we talked about, do we all have a distinct calling? How can we hear God's call? And how will we respond when God calls? If you want to dig deeper into that, I highly recommend that you look for Jody's book called Crossroads, A Study of Esther and Jonah. Um, Jody, can you let them know where they can find your study? Yeah, well, you can
1: get it on Amazon. Um, also Christian book. And I, last I checked, it was on target.com too, but, um, they can get it there. They can also, um, there should be some links on my website at jodyniznick.com. So that would be another way that they could find
0: it. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And for those of you who would like to learn more about Coffee and Bible Time and our beautiful prayer journals, you can find us at coffeeandbibletime.com. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day.